I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did! Championship week is upon us. The Gulag Bowl has been decided. Goldfarb will be doing the combine, and he'll also be caddying. And I have to say, there's no world where Carbone should not be some part of this punishment. Because he is the reason, well, he's not the only reason. I think Goldfarb, in in in-season management, probably had something to do with it. But Carbone drafted that team. Joe Judge isn't getting fired. Dan Gettleman is. <laughs> so can we really blame Goldfarb for this? And what, like, what would you do? Like, what, what do you think Carbone should be responsible for here? I think they should split it. I think one should do the uh, combine and one should caddy. You guys may have discussed this already, but which, Berg, I'm curious, as someone who's done one of the punishments, which one do you genuinely feel is worse? Caddying. Like, I by far would rather do the combine than carry someone's bag for 18 holes. Me too. Yeah. Fuck that. That's tough. We got to do it at, like, Beth Page Black also. Just make it just make it <laughs> as bad as it could humanly be. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're playing on a course. The elevation, it's, it's on the side of a mountain. It goes all the way up it. That's where you're caddying. Even worse, that's why I said Goldfarb, like, don't kill yourself if I win because – it's an option, I think, for him if he had to caddy for me or kill himself. Like, I actually think he'd have to weigh. I think he'd weigh those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Carbone needs to get something. I don't know if they can share the combine or what. I mean, 
Carbone should definitely be partly responsible, but Got he it. still did Goldfarb a favor. He still showed up. So, yes, agreed, but I'd, not really. I'd rather have. I mean, he was there. Should have been an auto draft, but I think I'd rather have Carbone Caddy. So you're saying he's more responsible? He has to do the worst punishment. It's not about more or less. I think it would be funnier to see Carbone Caddy. <laughs> I think Carbone's the kind of guy who would willingly do the combine and then show up and play golf. That would be the worst day of your life, though, if you had to do the beer combine and then carry Berg's bag or, or someone's bag for 18 holes. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah, that would. that's why I said, like, you might have to weigh those two options um, of, you know, just cutting everything off and or, or doing that. So, AJ, you put up the most points in the league this week, didn't you? No, Highland. No, Highland. Ah, uh, that's too Joe bad. Mixon. I was but for a little holy bit. Holy shit. Like, yeah. how good was the game between, like, I was sitting next to AJ for this game, and there was a period where, like, four bums in a row scored touchdowns on AJ's roster. It's like, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> what the it was, fuck? Just, it was rapid fire. How about, it was phenomenal. How about sexy Rexy going for 150 and two touchdowns. Hey, man. Did you start? Did you start Rex Burkhead? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Rex oh, Burkhead. Damian Harris. <laughs> Just everybody. Starting Rex Burkhead, who goes for 150 and two touchdowns, is the most absurd thing that may have happened <laughs> all year. I also honest question. Honest question. I am I'm, and I'm not saying this like this is not me like trying to be funny. I'm not trying to make a joke. Is 150 yards more yards on the ground than he's had all year? Like combined? Burkhead? Rex Burkhead? It's not. But it's as many as he's had in the last six weeks combined, five weeks combined. What's it is also crazy that Hop, Hudson Hopkins had T Higgins go for 40 plus and still lost by 30 points. Yeah, that's insane. Also, AJ had yeah. Joe Burrow on his bench, which was hilarious sitting next yeah. to him for that whole game. <laughs> so like- they, they, would, they would cut in to the fucking Eagles every time with Hertz doing nothing and then be like, Red alert update. Joe Burrow threw another 60-yard pass to T. Higgins. And he's like, playing against on. And he's playing against Joe Burrow. So he's playing against Higgins on. and Chase. <laughs> so what did Jalen Hurts put hey, up this week? Let's do some quick 14. math here. I think we should do some quick math. So I got it. I got it. It's 145 plus 21. Plus 21 is, is uh 166, right? That, that oh, minus one. He had a game where he had negative one rushing yards. So 100, yeah. Rex Burke had 165 rushing yards coming in and then went for 149 and two touchdowns last week. Great start. Start Talk of the week. About <laughs> Great start of the all week. time. And yeah, and I was gonna say, and then the flip side of that is you talk about your all-time backfires. There was a lot of people, including myself, who saw Chargers playing against the Texans, and they were like, that's the matchup for the semifinals. And they put up a whopping negative seven points in our league. I was playing against the Chargers, actually, in my other league, and they were minus four in that league. But just across the board, like a league-losing um, defense that this, um, this week. I was shocked that you won with a defense putting up a negative seven. Yeah. I mean, I, I was minus 30 between – like Mike and Prater put up one point. He missed a 40 yarder and a 50 yarder. So he put up one point. My defense put up minus seven. And Robes put up, I think, 20. I think he, I think he beat me by 30 with kicker and defense. 
So good omen that I still won. Glad I made those uh, trades midseason because the reason I won was Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown. That was a huge loss for the Chargers, like as an aside. Like, yes, that was a crippling fucking not just because you lose the Texans, like they're in a bad spot. Chargers are the worst good team in the NFL. I don't think that makes sense. sense. I don't know who they are. I have no idea who they are. Well, they're either the worst good team or the best bad team. I don't know what the Browns are. I feel like they aren't good. The Browns are not good. Right, but I would say they're probably the worst. Maybe the worst good team is what he's saying. Right, right. Like think, they're not the best bad. Te- like who's the best bad team? The Vikings. Falcons. Vikings. AJ, AJ's loving this. Um, who's the worst bad team? It's the Giants, right? I don't know, man. It's the Jags. I mean, it's the it Jags is so bad, dude. It hasn't been talked about enough that on third down on the one-yard line with 10 seconds left, Trevor Lawrence spiked the ball against the Jets. That is one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes, I agree with that. But I did want to point out – The Jags are the worst bad team. Then the Giants. I think the Giants are worse. I think the Giants are worse. Because Daniel – like right now, Daniel Jones is not playing. So it's either Jake Fromm or Mike Lennon who are – Jake Fromm is historically bad. Giants, by the way, are 22 and 58. Yeah, where's that Jake, Jake from? Jake from State Farm? Uh, khakis? <laughs> Giants are 22 and 58 since the boat picture. Great picture, though. Great stat. Yeah, hey, solid picture. So, um, Odell's back, though, so it's cool. What game are you going Odell to? Odell is back. A football? Yeah, I'm, I got a toss-up for me. What's the question? What 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 game? So first of all, not having football, like having football basically every day for like two weeks, and then having no then football. Just take it. Just ripping. Well, well, no, no, no. You have. I you like have, it. You have, Sunday you have, is going to be awesome. You have Friday. Friday is going to be awesome too. What's happening? Friday? I know it's college. Um, oh, oh, bowl games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Best game. That's Berg and I better be. Just equally as excited for one game this weekend and one game only. There's, it's it's the it's it's Sunday night. Sunday night game is going to be at least for for Kevin and I. Like first of all, I think it's a good game. I think Jefferson and Adams, Rogers, Jefferson Adams and Rogers. Yeah, that's it. Just to close it out, that's it. There's no Monday day. night. No, there is Monday. Well, you guys don't have any Monday night. It was Browns <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't I I heard it. It was that was good. We are waiting all day for Sunday night. That's for sure. <laughs> it's my birthday on Sunday also. So but I think that's gonna be a trash game. Like it might be fun for you guys for fantasy purposes. But the I Vikings mean, won the last time they played. I think the Packers are gonna wipe the floor with the Vikings. Vikings, Vikings don't it's division it's divisional it's a divisional game. Every game boat. the Vikings play is a one score game. Every game. Boat boat race or cornhole, Hasty. Boat race. Oof. I like, dude. I think I think the Packers are just on fucking fire. Yes, bring on the hasty James. Bring, bring on. They only, they only beat the Browns. They only five hundred yards. Wait, seven they only beat. They only they beat the Browns twenty four to twenty two. There is no How way Devontae Adams doesn't score forty points this week. When Baker threw four picks. Right. They they only beat the Browns by two. 
for that game. Browns are the best worst. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, I would say Browns are the best worst team. Best worst. No, no, worst best. Um, I think I think the worst best. Chargers. Are the best I will. Worst. I will submit my two picks for the best games of the week. I think Cardinals Cowboys is going to be a hell of a football game because there's like a lot. Of no NFL. one cares about the Cardinals though. That's the problem with the Cardinals. No, no one cares. No, and they're not good. Great game, but they're not good. They're just not good though because they're they're just not a good team. They are. They're frauds. Closely, followed closely by Bucks Jets. No, followed closely by Chiefs Bengals. Giants Bears. Chiefs Bengals is a good game. <laughs> that I will agree with. Giants Bears is going to be a good one. Bucks, Jets, Jags Pats. The third. Bucks Jack Jets Pat. is a good one. Jags Pats, another really good game. What's the number on that? 17? It's got to be, right? Mm-hmm. Although the Pats haven't looked fantastic over the last couple of weeks, but I still think that's probably going to be a big number. 15 um, and a half. It's such a stupid spread. Stupid number. Okay. So let's talk about last week. Oh. So I'm going to give my opponent some credit and it starts with how he's just managed his fab the entire season because um, he doesn't win this game if he doesn't have enough money to claim Justin Jackson um, on the waiver wire when Eckler uh, got a sore throat and had to miss a game so how much did you bid on him you put it all on him right yeah everything I had 35 so 40. 35 was the right move is when you needed to do it um, and then the last second benching of Noah Fant in favor of Foster Moreau, fantastic move. Weekly. So you got to you got you got to tip your cap on both those moves from Kevin. So one is obviously like yes, Justin Jackson was the obvious person that Kevin needed to claim, but his management of his budget throughout the year gave him the ability to spend money when he needed to in the holiday season um, on Justin Jackson. So got to tip the cap to 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 the manager there to to get that done and then yeah Noah fan Foster Moreau and then Max who was roster baiting all week between Terry McLaurin over A Street Brown um probably should have gone with A Street Brown he had DB12 throwing him the ball so what are you thinking but I mean <laughs> do you blame Max <laughs> for not making that start as a Terry owner I think Terry has been shitty for a while. You should, he should have benched Terry. I like, mean, Ra's been on fire. Yeah, but he, the only thing is, like, if you watched when Tim Boyle played football the last time he played football, he was he couldn't throw it to anybody. That's a, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's that's. that's I, that. If he, golf, yeah. if golf would have started, Max made the wrong play. But like, it was Tim Boyle. Yeah, no one no, knows anything about Tim Boyle. Yeah, like. I, I can't play. I mean, McCorn, they tried to air it out to him on the first play of the game, and then he just disappeared. And he kept playing when they were down 50, which was concerning for a while. Do you, but. Do you, do you think, because it was the Sunday night game and he could actually watch it, do you think that factored into his decision? No. <laughs> I just think McCorn owners have been holding on thinking he's a top 20 receiver, and he just hasn't been. Yeah. Well, and in that specific – I think – but to your point, Kev, it was less about McLaurin and I agree. It's, I mean, it's about golf, right? Like, because I, I had, yeah, totally. All the ABs went off this week on the receiving side. Well, Your yeah. AB went off. Oh, I'm an... Antonio Brown had a great game. 
AJ Brown had a great game and A Street Brown had a great game as well. So like so that's probably a good Matt, time for me to that on that note, I consider myself a good person. Here we go. You're also <laughs> one of the most important people to me in my life. I hope mm-hmm. your team completely shits the bed this week. <laughs> Why is that? I just I don't know, but I have to admit that on Monday night, I was rooting for Mike Kosicki harder than I've ever rooted for a player in fantasy in my entire life. I, I think I can explain it. I've, I've reflected on it. I'm like, why do I want, why am I wishing Will ill on this person? And I think it's because, I mean, I, because I saw my two draft picks, my first two draft picks put up 60 for you this week. I was like, mm-hmm. this is my fault if you win this league. And I feel guilty. I feel awful about it. That's the truth. <laughs> You're an accessory. If you, go, That's true. If, you, if you go back to like week nine in your podcast and the anonymous person that was bitching a lot, yeah, that was the point that he was making in week nine, whoever that anonymous person was. Just, <laughs> just, uh, just in case you were wondering. But like, Never found out so who that was. To, talk about this for a to, that anonymous, to that anonymous person who – may or may not be on the podcast right now. I don't know if it is or not, but if you win this week, I feel like your point is not if I if I, if I win, then that person's point who we don't know who that is yet, but that person who said that, then yes, I guess you would say, right? Like, okay, two years in a row, the team that had two first round picks, they won it all. I will I'll come out in week 17 and, and say like I feel like Max was blatantly talking about me which is fine and i'll i'll be here to support it i support trading first rounders first of all and i am never going to ban trading a first rounder i just i don't think the punishment's bad enough to stop tanking and and that's going to have to be the precedent every year that's been my only point yes if i beat you berg that would be fantastic but like because of these trades you're projected to score 145 points this week, which is an outrageous number, which yeah, you may, may very best. well may not. And meet. that's the thing. It's like I look at Berg's team, right? It's it's like on paper today, it's not fair. And here's the right. thing. I also said, like, I did the best thing for my franchise in this, in that moment, which was recognizing that AJ Brown had sucked for several weeks. And even though he'd shown some bright spots, like I wasn't in playoff contention anymore. And even if I made the playoffs, I would have had a hell of a time. Because the truth is, even though AJ Brown went off this week, and so did Devontae. He scored. He scored thirty. AJ Brown has scored thirty points for me since I acquired him in whatever week that was. But the point is, is that he wouldn't have added any value before that. There's no way I would have made it this far in the playoffs. And I now have a two firsts, two seconds, and I suck at drafting, so I need it just to compete. Like, it was the best thing. And I got Jalen Waddle as a keeper. Like, I have had a hell of a, like, a, a, a draw in this situation. I've handicapped Berg for next year. Thank, you know, that'd be great. to see him do the combine again next year. And I, uh, I don't know. I just, like, I think this is the tough thing is I think I did what's best for my team. I feel guilty about it now. No, it's not. I don't well, – Listen, everything that you both did, I fully stand by was within the rules. I have no problem with it. I my, like, first of all, you can draft anyone in the first rounds. I don't have I'm not starting any of my first three draft picks this year. 
there's a perfect example of like draft picks only kind of matter. But I'm convinced. Who your first Bur- three? Robinson, right? They were they weren't good, but like, yeah, McCaffrey, James Robinson, any of my first four picks actually, Robert Woods and Chase Edmonds, mm. those would be my first four wow. picks. Uh, Wait, you're not starting Chase Edmonds this week? We'll see. He's a maybe, but <laughs> if Connor like, if Connor doesn't play, it's a must start. Right, but like Berg's not afraid to do the combine again. Otherwise, he doesn't make those those trades. Yeah, that's not true. That's a good point. It's not true. That's not true. Well, your team. Okay. I like so like I no keepers. You, you know, know people say, do you hate do you hate to win or you love do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I love to win more than I hate to lose. See, I'd rather compete every year. Yeah, I I, I also I I hate I hate losing. <laughs> I hate it so much. But fair, fair. So, Berg, so, so Kevin, around, maybe we talk about. I used to say I hate. I used to say I hate losing, but as I've matured. I I actually I see value in losing. I saw value in being at the bottom last year because it helped me understand what needs to be done to be at the top, and that's where I am this year. So, trade, your picks, trade your best players and get more picks. Um, as soon as soon as I completed my combine, it was basically like post nut clarity. I was like, I know what I need to do next year. That that's what Stephon Diggs. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid the league turns into like you win it or you come in last, and it like you need to rotate every year. And I hope that's not the case. That's all. Well, I came in I still, eighth this year. I still think I'm in pole position for next year. So fuck you. Definitely are, but it's all injuries. It's all drafting the right person. Like who's to say that? Yeah, agreed. I don't have a first round pick. That really hurts. What happens if Aaron Jones is not on the Packers next year? What happens if AJ Dillon goes to the Bills? Like then I have a great keeper in AJ Dillon. Still have Aaron Rodgers, so yeah, I don't have a first round pick. But if I pick Cooper Cup in the fourth round, like again, obviously Cooper Cup's going to be a first rounder this year. But you can still compete if I draft a good team without a first rounder, and I'm aggressive in making trades again. Then I can 100 percent compete next year. It's just going to be a tougher hill to climb than than you, Hasty. And if Hasty's first, if Hasty's second rounder gets hurt in week two, he's still going to be a front runner until Uh, correct. Mess it makes the mistake that he and Wait, which of my second round? <laughs> that's, what, that's what that's my point. It doesn't matter. So one no, of them. Here's, here's my question. I have two questions. The first question is, what do we need to do to the punishment? I think part of it is that, like, we actually, and this is my fault because I suggested the combine initially. We haven't that that combine that Berg did wasn't enough. Like, I think it should be on draft day, and I think it should be with everybody together. As one example, but we can also talk about like maybe there's other things we could do to make a different punishment more painful. I was, I was going to say the combine would have to be with everyone because that's in this day and age kind of tough. I mean, if we change the punishment to something else, that to would be clear, I think I think the luxury tax. I think I think the luxury tax that we're putting on the waiver wire is actually a very good idea for the person who is receiving the first round pick. Like you, you do have to think about that a little bit, right? Like that, that Kevin, if you didn't have the waiver wire budget that you had, you wouldn't have been able to draft Dustin Jackson. And like, dude, your team is so much better than Goldfarb's team. And you lost to him in the last week of the season. Oh, no doubt. I'm not saying like any, you, anyone can beat anyone for sure. It just yeah. becomes easier with two first rounders. That's all. And like, I actually, I actually don't think there should be a luxury tax. I think if you're, smart enough to get a first rounder then good for you um well then you can vote against it yeah 
So, okay, so what? I don't know. Like, like I, I still think that you should be more punished for coming in last in the regular season than losing the losers bracket. And three out of four of us, at least, I didn't hear AJ's vote, voted that caddying is worse, even though Danny didn't do it. So then maybe so caddying is a punishment and you have to wear a I suck at fantasy football um, like cover as a but punishment. We actually have to do and then and it has to happen. It'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. If if we if we enforce it, that's Max's job. I think there's one other <laughs> thing that we let slip. And Max tried to do this and we fucked it. I fucked it up because I like I just was like, I'd rather do a podcast than write this shit every fucking week. Like I had to do for a period last year. Um, like I love the punishment for lowest in points every week. Like a little punishment. Like, for example, I, I got a couple of buddies that like one week was the same challenge, you know, where you have to eat the spoonful of cinnamon and video it. Have you guys ever seen the cinnamon challenge? It's yeah. the funniest fucking thing. Yes. I think like people have died from that, but that's, I think people have died from that. The cinnamon challenge. Okay, well, don't die, dude. Like being a so that's probably a pretty stupid punishment. I don't know if you want to be responsible for that, well, but I do think we need to bring back. I do think we we need to bring back lowest lowest point total for the week. <laughs> Gets punished in some way. <laughs> maybe they can get COVID. I was just gonna say maybe yeah lowest lowest of the week gets COVID. I don't know. Like there could be something like something embarrassing or just stupid that they could do. We could just put in another $20 into the pot every week. We do that in my other way. We do, but we do like an optional side bet where it's $20 per week to the high guy, $20 to the low guy for the entire season. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I've got lost a lot of money this year, but it's, it's enjoyable. (laughs) But like when half the league opts in. Yeah. When you have a week like that, because it, it, my, my league, I only do that. Like, it just is from your league dues. You get a twenty dollar payout if you have that have the high score. I mean, it's like I, I think it adds value. Bird, what were the highlights from your shit matchup this week? Let's see. Um, well, thank you, Sam Hasty, for the trades. Um, because even though Jalen Waddle, who every time I see Jalen Waddle do the Waddle dance for his touchdown, I just get upset that I don't, I can't be rostering this guy for, for the next three years. Cause he's, he's really tremendous. Um, this would have been a one point game. If Javante didn't get a literal gift touchdown from the one yard line after a, uh, after a, a turnover forced by the defense, I think he had seven rushes for 12 yards in this game. Cause big Fangio is a fucking idiot. No, no, no hold on. <laughs> Not only did he get seven rushes for 12 yards, but that line grossly outperformed the other running back in that backfield. That's the craziest part of that game. Correct. Which is the thing I don't really understand about the split carry thing with Melvin Gordon and Javante is Javante is better inside the tackles. He's better outside the tackles. He's better at catching passes. Like the only thing I could think of is that um, Melvin Gordon is a better pass blocker. Um, but they don't pass the ball in Denver. So it's confusing why they're splitting carries 50-50. Anyway, I digress. Tyreek Hill, I think, was hampered because speaking of COVID. Of, speaking of COVID, Brian. I'm pretty sure he – like, every time I saw him on the sidelines in that game, he was very much out of breath, which leads me to believe that he was not feeling great and he was out there 
pretty much as a decoy. He put up 2.9 points. Like, that's that's tough. We both left points on the bench. I left Fatso on the bench. Um, he left Sony Michelle, uh, the Pringle guy, who went absolutely bananas, but obviously you couldn't start him. I had Schultz on the bench also, who put up 18. George Kittle put up three. Uh, Didn't you de- say you dedicated the last game to Kittle? I'm dedicating the season to George oh, Kittle. Oh, the season. Yeah. Yikes. You also My you dodged such a bullet with Kelsey missing that game. Huge bullet. I'm very thankful. Like very thankful. That first round give up for Robes is just brutal now. Second round. Second round. But yes, well, Max also. Max gave up a second rounder for Jonathan Taylor and didn't make the championship. Yep. Did, um, did uh, like, is Kelsey a top two rounder next year? Yes. 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 Even with the way Mahomes has been up and down, and he's not going to finish as the tight end one this year. But I think Kittle's a top two rounder also. Well, right. Yeah. Because Andrew, I think tight end. I think Mark Andrews is a top two tight end one next year. You think yeah. so? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, because tight end is once, such, a, once one of them, such an advantage position. Yeah, no, once one of them gets taken, you guys the other two are Andrews, going that same round. If you look at Andrews' big games, they happened when Lamar, for the most part, wasn't like wasn't playing. Like he had a huge game with Lamar early on, but like <clears> Lamar <throat> is not a great passer right now. I don't know what like I don't know if something's changed or if he's going to get it together. But yeah, like but, he was way better with with Hundley than he was with Lamar. But Huntley's not a good passer. Like Jackson, Jackson Lamar. I mean, they'll be. You look at the teams that are still in it, besides myself, and most of them all had good tight ends. Yeah. Like Max had Waller, Berg had like it makes such a difference at the end of the year. It's insane because there's so well, that's a what fall I told you. Off after five, I was it's crazy. I was gonna draft if 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 um, the bomb squad didn't draft Kelsey. I was drafting. I was drafting Kelsey at ten. I was going to have Kittle and Kelsey on my team, and I was going to flex one of them all year because there's such an advantage to corner that market because there's not a lot of them. I mean, hey, Hasty, out of curiosity, how many receivers <laughs> would you take ahead of Kelsey? He's eleventh in the league in receiving and thirteenth in touchdowns. I'd probably take the ten guys ahead of him. Like I'd probably take Devontae. <laughs> uh, no, 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 real, real, no, real hard hitting like, stuff. There's not a. There's not a correlation. There may be some correlation, but top 10 in receiving versus top 10 in touchdowns is two different things. He's 11th in receiving and 13th in touchdowns. Correct. Like, I don't think, I don't think every guy that's in the top 10 on receiving is in the top 10 on touchdowns. You would I take a De- crazy stat. Would you take Deontay Johnson ahead of Kelsey? No. So good point. But like, I, just as an aside, if Cooper Cup had no touchdowns this year, He'd be the wide receiver three in PPR. That is 14. a pretty. He has fourteen. So I don't know. He's how fourteen Glenn's touchdowns. Teams, yeah, I don't know how Glenn's teams didn't make it. Like apparently he's like the most common denominator. Him and Mark Andrews on like every championship fantasy team because he just vastly outperformed where he was drafted. Yeah. Right. It's if you if you hit on your first if you hit on your first like two out of your first three. And you drafted Cup in the fourth, but I think it was where he went, right? Like, yeah. fourth, he was like a fourth rounder. In our league, he was a fourth rounder, right? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
Oh, third or fourth, yeah. He, I mean, he has 1,700 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's middle of third round. Damian is Harris. he a top five? Is he is he a top five pick next year? Consensus? I would say so, right? Yeah. It's there so was a good quote as a receiver, though. Like I know Devontae's so, been doing it. It's hard to repeat him. Also, Hunter I, Henry I that, and uh, Dawson Knox have the six most touchdowns in the NFL. Who hates these drafting ahead of Travis Kelsey? It's very interesting. Oh, I saw it. Do you not come out next year? Bring back Martellus Bennett. <laughs> and Adam, so Thiel, when, Adam Thielen is third. When Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's postgame, he was asked about some quote that um, someone on the Ravens said about him, but also just about his receivers and like comparing them to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And I thought the quote about Devontae Adams was a good one. Where he, they said like, you know, Devontae Adams is one of the two best receivers in the NFL and he's not number two. I love that because he is the best receiver in the NFL. I don't care how good Cooper Cup has been this year. There's no one better than Devontae Adams. <coughs> Thank you, Hasty. Okay. On to superlatives. Um, first one, I've got the best team with two first round picks this year. I'm going to give that to myself. Um, uh, I, I didn't see that this year. I was going to give it a Hasty. He has two first round picks, but they're next year. Yeah. So I was going to say, <clears throat> anyway, I just, that was a joke, obviously. Um, <laughs> best waiver, best, <laughs> best waiver wire pickup this year. Who are we saying? It's got to be Patterson, right? Or Daryl. Not even, yeah. I yeah. Know. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's close. So I'll put Kevin in as number also, one. It was also for like With seven bucks because Hasty did six bucks too. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Where's like he going to be drafted next year? Uh, I feel like Patterson's someone who I would, I would fade. I would fade the hell out of Patterson next year. He'll be one yeah. of those like fourth rounders that just ends up getting benched. He'll be, like, He'll be one of Hasty's yeah. first round, second rounder. Trey, Trey Sermon on Hasty's team. That's that's the kind of guy who right, guys, you like it. do too much re- too much research on, and then you take him Trey with Sermon. your later second round pick, and then they just suck. Hasty yeah. was so high on Trey Sermon preseason. <laughs> Not to say that other people weren't high on Trey Sermon, but I mean, this is like Jamarcus Russell type bad for a first year for someone who was so hyped. Wow! Like he's playing; he's not even close to the depth chart. Not even close. Every he probably won't be on the Niners. Every running back has gotten injured, and Trey Sermon's still not playing. <laughs> How is that possible? They're like honestly, like, just put Debo in the back. him. Yeah. Debo's the best running back on that team. No, Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> uh, dude, how about um? I saw this the other day too. So the Patriot, obviously, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but the Patriots passed on AJ Brown, um, and Debo Samuel for Nikhil Harry, um, in the two thousand nineteen draft. So yeah, it's not still, it's still not great. better. It's not better than the Eagles though trading up to take Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I don't. I don't want this narrative to get. How about the year? How about the year before on, though? Berg, before you they pass on DK, Berg, Berg, and they went you, with. Uh, Berg, hold on. Before you yeah. go deeper, let me just like. Go I, ahead. I feel like it needs to be said that last year, Neil Harry was my like lock sleeper. <laughs> I was like, this guy is going to be the next Randy Moss, <laughs> and I was convinced. I was like, Cam Nikhil Harry, that connection. 
is going to be electric. <laughs> I was so convinced. And you forgot that Cam Newton had a bionic arm that didn't work anymore. Um, okay. Speaking S- of the Panthers, are the big. I have a buddy who's like a Panthers fan. They are the biggest oh, joke so in the NFL. Like switching quarterback so every series. Oh man, they're they're really bad. Like really the bad. And the firing and firing the offensive coordinator. Yeah, awesome. He's, he's going to be a. <laughs> for like the That's Bengals. a weird he'll move. Be the, he'll be the Bengals OC next year. Without a doubt, go back to his strange LSU. move. It's crazy. Maybe he goes to the, who the Jaguars gonna hire? Who would want that fucking job? I mean, actually, let me take that back. I, I feel like that's actually not the worst job in the world. You're going to a place where there is less than zero expectations. You've got Trevor Lawrence, who's the first first pick, first overall, and I think this year they're also gonna have a first pick, first overall. Correct? I think Fontaine's a good QB developer. So. <laughs> I think he might be an early candidate. It's a very good point. Um, okay, best draft pick. So this doesn't mean the player that performed the best. I am saying this is the best player selected um, at the point that they were selected um, and production. And I would say we take QBs out of it since they're often late. That was going to be my like. Well, I know it's not Henry Ruggs. I have in the tenth round. I have I have two people in no. mind, and AJ drafted one of them. I mean Cooper. Yeah. Well, I know this is Cup the worst. Cup has Cooper Cup has, has to be in the conversation. That's yeah. That's that's one of the two. I would say it's him, and hmm. how was Jonathan? I don't know. Taylor's got to be in the conversation too. It was wasn't he like end of late, the first, early late first rounder? Yeah, he should be in the conversation. I think he's nope. in the conversation. Jonathan Taylor, Taylor. you drafted Taylor him. Was a, Taylor was 11. Traded him. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. How about AB? I feel like AB should be there. He was he was late. He right? missed too much of the year, I think. Antonio like, Brown? He was in the yes. sixth. Nah, he, missed too much, he missed too much time. He could have been, but like he wasn't a jabroni. Jamar Chase was, was on his eighth. way. Debo's there. Debo, yeah. I'd say Debo. Debo's right there. Oh, yeah. When was Debo? Um, Debo in the eighth. Pittman in the ninth was pretty oh, good. I'd say Jalen. I'd say Jalen Waddle in the ninth also. Waddle in the ninth too. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I mean, Debo's fourth in the league Stupid. in receiving yards. Has five receiving touchdowns and how many rush? Like it has to be Debo. Yeah, Debo's been outstanding. He was leading the league in receiving for a while. Wait, hold on. I, what about the Washington football team defense in the 12th? What about Justin Tucker? <laughs> in the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to be amazing? When, when Justin Tucker puts up one – when he puts up – well, it would be amazing if he put up one point. It would also be amazing if he puts up like 23 points. Uh, wait, found one more. Curtis Samuel in the ninth. <laughs> Has he played a snap? I don't know. Has he honest question? Has he played a snap? Like four, maybe. Who cares? All right, best team name. What about a real quick last one? Le'Veon Bell in the thirteenth was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good pick. If I was to pick the number one worst pick, it would be Saquon. When was Fournette drafted? He had a really good year. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a good call, Kev. Fournette was good. Fournette. He's a – I'd fade him next year. That's a good pick, though. Like, Fournette in the eighth is a, was a great pick. I mean, my answer you... by, by far is Debo. He has 15 touchdowns, yeah. seven rushing, eight receiving, and is fourth in the league in receiving yards. Yeah. What's his rank? What's his what's his rank? Probably top twenty. <clears throat> top twenty for sure. He's top five. He's top five, I think. On the receiver side, I'm talking about points, points total. Two. He's the second obviously second receiver in the league, dude. Yeah. Then that's then that's definitely who, who has him? Um Island. Island. That's a great keeper. That's a great keeper. Um, what was the worst pick then? I'm saying Saquon. I don't think it was particularly close. I think, Maybe Christian McCaffrey. I there's there's a discussion to be had. <laughs> yeah, we can we can talk all night about worst. Gary Henry, Miles Gaskin in third. No, he actually worked out okay. Michael I mean, Thomas in the sixth. Sucks. It was Trey Sermon. Miles Gaskin was. We already we answered this. Trey Sermon's in the discussion uh, here. Tyler Higby is there too. Um, but anyway, okay. Um, Best team name. It's got to, I I'm think going it's with tie between Hasty. Yeah, I think Hasty and Danny tie for that. Glenn's Genius oh. team does have a case to be made. They're like that mom and pop shop that just sticks around for 50 years and never changes they the do. name, never they're changes always, the sign. They're always competitive. They just... They're always competitive. They don't make any moves. There's no updates to the menu. You know, it's they occasionally maybe have way it's, too many tight ends. Here's, there's no there's no credit cards. It's all cash. It's a cash business because we got someone behind the counter that's obviously skimming off the top and not paying all their taxes. They got a bunch of people in the back who don't have the working papers. They get paid under the table. The no one tax, throw, no chance. Throwback I need to throw out there that sticks around in our household because anytime we watch Red Zone, Samantha will say it out loud after she hears like, "Oh, nice catch by Zach Ertz." My ball, Zach Ertz. <laughs> that that name. Has never left our house and is still my favorite fantasy name of all. So time. good. <laughs> my balls. There's one too. You remember? You remember Tyler Eifert? Oh, I, one I of my favorite it. ones. One of my favorite team names has been "It Hurts When Eifert." It's a pretty good one. <laughs> yep, that was a hasty team name. Down it. Was it? Yeah, that's what you excel at. It's team names. Uh, it's hasty. Just, you, you did honestly. It's you just did miss a chance to have. You, you could have had Weekend at Journeys, which I thought about like while I was sitting in the movie theater and I started giggling to myself. Nothing was on <laughs> That's the screen. The best. <laughs> there's, there's nothing better when you think of something and you start like giggling to yourself because you know it's good. Um, let's, I was going to go best trade, but let's go with worst trade of the year. And when I say worst trade, I mean a trade where someone really got cornholed. Where it was good for one side, bad for the other side. I think that cornhole Tyler. What was the trade? I traded Chubb and Hunt. Uh, and what was it? Uh, Chubb and Hunt and a fourth and a tenth for Boston Scott, Antonio Gibson, a second and a fifth. What are the keeper values? There isn't Chubb a keeper. No. So doesn't he have Chubb? No. He's not. No. He's done. No. None of those guys are keepers. Kareem Hunt, I guess, is a keeper. I got, I got Gibson as a keeper. Gibson is a keeper. Yeah. 
I don't sixth. think you would or keep Gibson because he kind of stinks. Touche. Yeah. Let's say get a quarterback. But a second and a fifth, and he didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, I would say that is the worst trade of the year. That one's bad. I drank like half a bottle of whiskey the night of the trade deadline, and the one that AJ and I made at the at the buzzer was fucking horrendous. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? No one even remembers it. It was Judy, so yeah, bad. Was Judy and a thirteenth for Mooney and an eighth. Just why? No, the, no, the opposite. What round Ju- is what round Judy, is Mooney? It was oh no no Judy and a thirteenth for Mooney. Judy right. and a thirteenth for Mooney and an eighth. Oh Mooney, Mooney's not a keeper, right? Meanwhile, Judy hasn't right. played no. on my team, and Mooney went for like 200 yards and a touchdown the first week I traded the him. Game, yeah, the first week. That's off right. of waivers. Mooney's actually – The next Mooney's day because we were playing each other. I have, I have the worst Mooney's trade. pretty good. I have a, like a, a trade proposal that I made week one that would have been really, really bad. I, I, I like was pushing as hard as I could to get Pomponio to give me Moster for – <laughs> honest to god man that wouldn't have been that bad Miles no, Gaskin is no but you know, first of all, actually Gaskin like turned out okay he's an RB2 on the year but the worst part of all this is I was like I am set if I make this deal for the year because I've got the 49ers backfield on lock I've got Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Just the way your mind works is amazing. You want to talk about, I I feel like it doesn't get enough credit, but I feel like you cornholed me with the Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson trade. I've gotten zero value out of Lamar Jackson this year. Like actually, I think I had one week where he, where he went off. I had two of his lowest weeks ever and now he's not even playing. Did you starting like Berg? Did you dangle Aaron? Like, did you try to trade? I know you always sent it in the group chat, but did you I, try to trade I tried to Rogers? I tried to trade Aaron Rodgers multiple times this year. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, thank you for no one taking the bait. And I was giving him, I was kind of giving him away. Like I was just trying to get like an like a draft pick for him because I thought I was set with Lamar. Um, worst waiver wire pickup based on spend plus production. So I'll narrow Any, this down. It's, anything, it's, it's, it's the bomb squad, right? It is the bomb squad <laughs> that we're going to be taking a look at. So between $34 on CJ Uzama, uh, $30 on Jamal Williams, and then I think like $30 on Adrian Peterson, um, what's the worst? I think it's got to be Peterson, right? Peterson. He only had him. He was only active for like three games. And didn't start any. I mean, none of these got started at all for Bomb Squad, too. That's the funniest part. Didn't he drop Uzama like the next no. week, though? I think he started Uzama once. I think maybe like once after we. Yeah, he put up. Out. He put up. He put up. Yeah, he put up. He had one catch for 11 yards. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty bad trade that Fish proposed to me, also, which was Kittle. For Kelsey, I trade him a first-round pick. He trades me a third, plus the best keeper in the lead, Mike Williams, um, for Jalen Waddle. Where I said, "Are you serious?" Um, okay, so cool. Most likely to quit the league. Go for it. Think so? I think he wa- he's going to want out if he doesn't want out now. You lose both punishments. It's an easy <laughs> pick. Yeah. 
I thought it was wise for a minute, but man, wise for back. I hope Gold Farm needs to have a redemption story next year. Right, totally. Most likely to come in last next year. So, so what I'm trying to say here is most likely to come in last again. So this is between me, Goldfarb, Hasty, and Weiss. So the only teams that have ever come in last in the league. Obviously, Hasty is not coming in last, though. It would be, it would be exceptional. I'm rooting for Hasty to come in last next year. That would be glorious. Um, I'll admit that would be that would be pretty spectacular. Um, but I would say, I'd say Goldfarb is probably most likely to come in last again. I don't know whoever chases. Whoever good. can't make it to the draft and has to have Carbone draft for them again. <laughs> I think whoever needs a proxy yeah. drafter is going to come in last. Yeah. Okay. And Bro, then what, do, what are your draft picks? What do your draft picks look like? Like how bad are you next year in draft picks and keepers? Um, I'm probably going to keep Aaron Rodgers again in the 10th. Um, I got AJ Dillon in the sixth. So his situation in the off season is going to determine whether or not I keep him or not. If he gets traded somewhere. You have no first rounders. That's it. That's it. No first. I have a second. I have a third. I have a fourth. I have a fifth. I think I have like three twelfths. Um, Cause I won one from Danny because the Knicks covered seven and a half at the Nets game. Um, I won one from hasty because he thought Latavius Murray would have more yards than Alvin Kamara in a week. Sick, sick bet. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the ninth um, because of, I believe, the initial trade with Lamar yeah. and AJ. That's right. So I only don't have a first. Or Stacked a, in the 12th. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, you so, got a fifth back. Sorry. If you don't keep Justin Tucker this year, I'll probably take him in the 12th. It ain't making it that far. <laughs> Um, all right, so I've got the last two are coach of the year. That's just in-game, like, start. I don't know if we could even do this. This might be tough to – because I don't know if anyone remembers. Like, it's like who you started week over week, like who made the best calls. And then there's manager of the year, which maybe we could just put it all into one as, like, the GM of the year. So that encompasses everything. It's your draft. It's your waiver bids. It's your trades. It's your keepers. It's your finishing position. Honestly, I thought coach of the year after week one was going to be Highland because he legit like that text exchange that we spoke about on the podcast legit happened where he was like, I don't know what it is, but I just saw Debo get off the bus and he's going to go off today. And then he went off that day and I was like, holy shit, Ryan's actually paying attention this year. And then we know what happened from there. So not Highland is coach of the year. Um, I don't don't think you can give coach of the year to someone who wishes death on other players either. He, He was right, though. So you're out, too. I'll tell you, I think I've never wished that. I've always said (laughs) I wish I don't wish that, although I do wish DeAndre Swift would get COVID this week. Um, I I think death wish Roventini and Pops consistently make very strong start decisions like before their sex, like they're willing to put actually, you got a case for Danny too with that, like Dontrell Hilliard start. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like both of those teams are willing to like they, they're like i don't care what the projections say and i've seen them play players that are projected for four so are you just are you doing the coach of the year right now or are you encompassing it all into one no just coach i think kevin is manager of the year. okay 
Okay. Ro- Let's go, way, Coach. I want to. We'll get back Roves, to that. Did Roves draft Hunter Renfro, by the way? Because to Hasty's point, he was starting Hunter Renfro like before it was a thing, and that was a great play. I would Renfro went put, undrafted. undrafted. Yeah, I would. I would put Roves as Rose or Danny to me are Coach of the Year. I feel like every time you play Rose and Pomp, you know that they're putting out the best team that they could possibly put out. They almost always make the right decision. And I actually think Danny did a very good job this year as well. Um, and then finally, manager of the year, which also has to do with <clears throat> how you coached. So, Hazy, you're saying Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Elaborate. No, no, not because fuck you, Berg. I just want to hear why you think Kevin's been the coach of the year. Uh, or the manager of the year. Most most points. Um first place mm-hmm. um, and he had to overcome losing like to his point he's in the championship game without his three first round picks um and you have like seven first round picks on your team and you might lose this week so there you go you don't need to be antagonistic i was gonna say there's no doubt who the manager of the year is this year it's kevin for all the reasons that you said um I think really good in-season trade for Austin Eckler also. Um, and he traded Jamar Chase at literally the top of the Jamar Chase bubble. Actually, I guess the week after would have been the top of the, the Jamar Chase bubble, but he sold at a very high point. Um, he's managed his team exceptionally well. Antonio Brown was a really good pick, managed the fab, came in first place, and he's in the championship game. I think, so. I think the, the discussion is for runner-up, and I actually have Max as the runner-up. You're such a cunt. No, <laughs> I hate I, using that word. No, no, I just, like, <laughs> I, I just, like, what do you guys think? Like, Max consistently manages his ass off. He was, like, Amon Ross St. Brown right. away from to Now I'm going to argue with you. Yeah, no. How like, could I, you possibly say that? Well, hold on. Let's, let's let you finish last. How could I'm you, I how hear could you possibly say that? AJ, what do you think? What's got coming in his mouth? Give him a second. I'm finishing up my uh, cup milk. What did you say, Hasty? <laughs> so I have, what flavor? I have Max as this sort of like runner-up for manager of the year. What do you, what do you think? Then Roves, then Berg. Where would you put Berg, Hasty? Like last? Well, hold on. No, no, no. Answer the question first. Like, what do you think of Max? No, he's going to say, oh. he's going to say third because he's, 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 he's trying to make it seem like he's not antagonizing me so but yeah you're third obviously just wondering what you think like no i, I the bar's higher when you start with two first round picks i think like I that's think part that's of true. being the manager of the year mm-hmm. i also didn't right. miss i mean you gotta you also yeah you gotta get there too and hate the first, My first the three picks yeah are alvin kamara stefan diggs who admittedly stefan diggs probably wouldn't be a first rounder he'd be a second rounder but he's been a high floor all season and yeah. deandre swift who was very good my third round pick was Mike Evans, who was fine, and I traded him for Devontae Adams. So if you want to look at my first four picks, they were Alvin Kamara, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Swift, and uh, Devontae Adams. I'd say that's pretty good. Um, okay, so like, <coughs> back to the question. AJ, would I think, you I think Berg, Berg, I would put Berg at second, yes. I think Max made 
a good trade. I'm a little biased, obviously, for giving up uh, Jonathan Taylor, but it ultimately kept him out of the finals because he ran into the fucking wrecking ball of a team that was Kevin's. Um, and we're factoring in finishing position, and Berg is either going to finish in second or first. So I think he would should be he would be manager of the year if Kevin's team is not there. Okay. Kev? I actually agree that Berg is next, but I think it's for a different reason. I think, like, you know, if he lost to Robes, I would pound on him for the trades that he made because they just didn't pan out. And I'll be honest, I was very much considering if I lost that game, being too sick to do this podcast this week from COVID. I think if you lost that game, like I would put you fifth in these rankings because it's just, none of it was worth it. And now now you backed it up and you put up two of the worst weeks in our league's history and still almost won most points scored, got the buy. I don't know. The trades he made have been the reason he's here. And he's projected to win by 70% in the finals, even though he's not going to, but like tough not to. Yeah, that number, that's a ridiculous number. Tough not to. More on that later. Thanks, Kev. Thanks for being non-antagonistic. Hey, see, that was a bullshit. It was a bullshit move, in my opinion. (laughs) Speaking of uh, funny projections, if you, if you pull up the, uh, if you pull up the list right now, I have a, quote-unquote buy because Goldfarb and I are done nice. 11th and 12th are decided Congrats. and it's still that's awesome it, man Congrats. it's still 99 <laughs> there's a one percent chance that I lose to nobody <laughs> right now the projections is at 99 percent never know man <laughs> which I thought was great a good time by the way I was looking at the record books and I kind of fucked them up because of my week 15 putting everyone on the bench thing now I have like the lowest point totals um, ever in the league for a, on a weekly basis. You better you better write down what it was before that because now it's going to be impossible oh, to find. The only number I care about, Kevin, is 188.5 because that's the number I'm going for this week because mm. I would like to not only win, I want to score the most points ever this week. That's what I want. Sick. Okay, on to the bets. First of all, rest in peace, John Madden. Um, absolute legend. I, I read something about this, but like Madden was equally important to three generations of football fans. He was important to people in the 70s when he was the coach of the Raiders. And I didn't know this, but the winningest has the highest winning percentage of any coach ever in the NFL, which is exceptional. Um, and then 80s and 90s when he was a broadcaster, I, again, didn't really get into football until the late 90s. So probably caught a couple Madden games, but didn't really get to experience him as a broadcaster. And then obviously our generation, the football game, um, Madden football being the most popular sports game ever. So a true legend. Um, AJ won the year, by the way. Uh, he went 6-0 and last week and just literally took his shoes and fucking stomped on us. So I don't think we could have enough bets to catch him this week. So instead of just saying not for lack what of the trying, numbers man. are, not for lack of trying. Um, so we're going to do player props, and then we'll do the game. Um, we're just doing points. <clears throat> Devontae Adams, 22.77 points. Over-under, 
That's a big number. I'm inclined to go under on this as well. I'm inclined to go with the under on this. I'm going under. That number is too big. And, I mean, what is that? 110 and two touchdowns? Yeah. Uh, no, it's less than that. Because 110 you and the touchdowns? It's less because Probably. of the catches. If he, I mean, One. he's going to have seven or eight catches. It's, it's, it's just a massive number. It's a massive number, but and what, are, what have his numbers I been? I need, I need Berg, where are you and me on the year, Berg? Are we tied or am I ahead of you? You guys finished time. Okay. I will take the over. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Hasty. You were one game ahead. I'll take the under. <laughs> got to make Hasty go He's going to take everything. He's going to take – no, he's just going to take – yeah, I know. <laughs> no, honestly, though, I think, I think Devontae crushes Minnesota. I think I, I, I'm going to stick with over. I, I said that in jest. I'm going to take the over. Okay. I'll go – I'll go over. Yeah. So we got the kiss. I've got the kiss of death, and I've got the guy who's never wrong. So, Ooh, damn. How many points did Kyle Pitts end up with last week? Uh, more than one point. More than 11 11. More than 11 11. He had 100 receiving yards. There was a point where he had like six receptions and 85 yards, though. Yeah. Like, I think he was very close to 11 11. Yeah. At one point. Fat Rashad, who. I just want to point out, I was high on Fat Rashad before the season even started. I've been talking about this guy forever. And I think people are finally starting to realize that Fat Rashad is actually pretty good at football. Yeah. Dare I say he's electric, though oh, fat. Still, still quite fat. Still quite fat. Um, hasty, over, under, Fat Rashad. I and do I start him if DeAndre Swift is healthy? I will take you over <laughs> against the Lions. Hasty. Over. I'm going over to because he's fat Rashad. Yeah, he's a big, fat, rumbling, tumbling. Actually, he moves pretty well too. Like he, he like his he legs don't go off. The, but he like his legs are like it's, he's it's like he's like shifting. Steps. Yeah, yeah, he's got fat boy steps for sure. <laughs> I, I'm going under. <laughs> I think he's gas <laughs> after two weeks. <laughs> Also has uh, literally no no involvement in the passing game. Less I'm than gonna, zero. I'm gonna go over though. Two weeks ago he was terrible, but he's been good. The Lions still. Heller, Heller just wants me to start him. I, I think he's great. <clears throat> I'll go first on AD. Honest, if that helps. honest I'm question. Going, honest question. Though. If DeAndre Swift is healthy, would you start him over Fat Rashad Penny? No comment. I think he is healthy now. Yeah, he practiced in full today. DeAndre Swift did? Dan Campbell's expecting yeah. big things from him. I'm not kidding when I say I hope one of them gets COVID so I don't have to decide between them. And that's not a mean thing to say because I have COVID right now and I know they'd be fine. Still a mean thing to say. <laughs> I'm allowed to make that joke, all right? It's our joke. Both teams are playing for nothing. Though I hope I the Lions win, word. so the Jets, so the Jets draft pick is better from Seattle. Which shout which, out to Jamal Adams. Which, which AB is this? Yours. I'm the going, unvaccinated hero. I'm going way over. Fifteen and a half. Over. 
Well, I will play against the Jets. Take the over. Oh, over. Uh, I hope he plays more playing against the Jets. No, I hope. That's the only like that was part of the reason that I got lucky last against Jasicki, is because the Saints were so bad that they just stopped running the ball. Well, that, that's why I was throwing the ball. McCorn, they were down by fifty points and he was still in the game. I, dude, that last drive also, like they threw a pass to him at the end of the game, right? That was like I couldn't. It was a it was a fifty it was a fifty fifty ball. I was like, man, if Kevin loses this, he's gonna fucking kill someone. Would have been dark. It would have been a dark. You wouldn't have been able to sleep. Actually, wouldn't have been able to sleep. Um, Berg, under. He's unvaccinated. He's not doing what he needs to do to end the pandemic. I'm gonna go over. I've seen his max card. <laughs> I saw it on, saw it on Craigslist. There was a printable template. He got it. He got it from the tattoo parlor on West Eighth Street. He's from <laughs> Delaware. He's gonna go to Bar None and Cozy's after. All right, this is an interesting one because this is such a stupid number for a defense. Um, but I do think it's it's. I think both our defenses this week because I'm starting the Saints against Carolina. Like we could have 20, 20 plus point weeks from from defenses this week which would be great because we want to see a high scoring affair but i've got new england at 14.82 against the jaguars in new england new england's coming off two losses in a row yeah that's the the only thing i'm fighting with is that they are coming off two losses but this number just unless they score a touchdown which they might but this number is too high i think they shut out Jacksonville or Jacksonville only scores well, three points and they still don't hit this number. Yeah, but you start at 15. So if they shut them out, then you get 15. Right. But if, but if there's yards, if yards, there's yards given up. Yeah. Oh, too, oh yeah, 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 you're right. You, I mean, there's going to be, be a couple turnover, sacks. Like a There'll be a fumble. This number is I think just, this is going to be way over. I think it's going to be close, but the, I think it's going to be under. I hope it's over. It's my only chance. I think – I think Pat's – the Pat's offense. If the Pat's offense shows up, I think this number will go well over because that forces Jaguars to try to throw the ball and compete. Um, but I think if the Jaguars come in and did what they did to the Bills, which they could obviously do. Like, I don't think New England's offense is as good as the Bills' offense. The Jaguars, um, Jaguars scored nine in that game. I'm saying if they can, if they can contain – what I'm saying is I think your upside for New England has to do with how many points New England actually scores and how much they're winning by at any point in the game. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm going under also. but Are you going over, Kevin? Under. I hope I'm going not. over because I'm looking at their their – past performances against shitty teams and it's just really funny yeah, I, uh, carolina 23 points atlanta 33 points it's been a season winner for me i am starting 20, 38 total points against the jets i'm, I'm going st- over yeah i'm starting them in a championship game and i'm going over okay it just i'm starting me. them in my other league i'm starting them in my other league championship game so but if doesn't it feel like the chargers felt last week like too good to be true no almost? Yes. Well, the Pats' defense is better. The, the Chargers' defense has not been good all year. It was just yeah. a smash spot, allegedly. 
Casey, did you have the Washington football team plus 10 on Sunday? I did on not. Monday? Sunday. They didn't cover. And I did not. Sunday. They did not cover. They looked um, not great. They didn't really show up in that game. Are the Cowboys for real, by the way? I think they are. Who are the for, who would you say are the who are the top five for real teams in the NFL right now? Packers, Chiefs, Chiefs, not Miami. I don't think Miami is for real. I, agree with you. I, I yeah. think the Colts are for real. Colts. The, the Colts are scary. I still am afraid of the Bills. If I'm anybody else, like I know they lost that New England game. They got smashed by the Colts, but like that New England game doesn't count. They and they just New beat England. New England. They smacked them on the and the, smacked like, exposed, them. exposed their defense. Like I think the Bills are legit. So we're going right now. If you were to rank them, first of all, I'd say I gotta put the Bucks there too. Yeah, and the Bucks. Bucks are five to me. And if I was to rank them, and I think the Cowboys are right on the outside of that. The Rams are still there. Stafford just played the worst game he's had in years and they yeah Minnesota like I think the Rams are in that discussion I think the Rams are better than the Bills oh I don't but I, I think the Rams yeah. beat the Bills head to head I, I think the Rams are there with the Cowboys and the Col- I think the Colts are still like Carson Wentz is still a liability they're still like the next tier I think but the Colts Colts Bengals. travel are the, the Colts decent? The, the Bengals are decent, but I don't think they're they're at the point where they're going to compete. But Joe Burrow can do anything. He's got so much swag. Um, but I would say Chiefs are the top team in the AFC right now, and I would I still say Bucks are the top team in the NFC, as good as I think the Packers are. And Aaron Rodgers is going to win another MVP, which is fucking awesome. High scoring player this week. What do we got? George Kittle. Rex Burkhead. Not counting quarterbacks? <laughs> Let's say not counting quarterbacks. Antonio Brown. Okay. All right. On maybe to the no, game. Maybe no offense. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, it looks like Waller in addition to his IT band strain also has COVID. So Correct. I think Foster will be in the lineup again. That would be awesome. Shit. I'll start Francis. What will be awesome is if you start, if you have Moreau in and then last second you're like, they're playing against Houston. Noah Fant needs to show up. And then you start Noah Fant. He's the reason you win because he scored like 30 points or something like that. Anyway, on to the game. It's Wait, hold on. We only the... have one person guess highest, highest point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. I forgot about it. Who you got for the highest points this week? Non-QB. Um, I'm gonna say AJ Brown. Oh, Whoa, that would that would really hurt. If I, true, um, we should all pick Berg's players, just in case. Hey, so I, you better pick pick Josh Allen. <laughs> no quarterbacks, non QB. Stefan Diggs is the next best thing. I uh, nah. no, <laughs> don't do it. I'm I'm torn because I want I want Can you I actually want you know what you could do? Could you, you take, take the Green Bay offense or Rashad you Penny? Can take the and Green then Bay I'll offense. just start I want to kiss of death this. 
and I genuinely feel in my loins, and you know how much loins <laughs> go, that Devontae Adams will have the highest points this week. I need it. All right. Actually, I don't need it because I'm an 18-point favorite. So it's Mr. B's water bottle minus 18 versus cooler heads prevails over under 270. Um, I believe when I did this, Foster had a one-point total projection. I don't know if that's so, updated, that's, though. Not, yeah, he's still at yeah. one. So obviously he's going to play. Um, and it'll probably be projected for eight. So that's why the number is what it is. I'm projected for 145 points right now. That is offensive. 12-team lead. However, however, the person that I was talking about keeping, Aaron Rodgers, is not ruling out retiring after the season. Questionable this week. He's been questionable for the last six weeks. I vote with my heart. I'm picking Kevin. Love you. Not just the cover. I'm taking Kevin Moneyline. Oh, boy. Kevin. I have an honest question. Were you trying to pick up? I, I think his his name is is spelt phonetically dare, but I am assuming it is not oh, pronounced dare. I was not. Oh, you were not. <laughs> All right. No. I was just wondering. My, I, ho- my, I was I was hoping you were. My top waiver claim, by the way, was for Boston Scott, who if Jordan Howard's out, I'm going to start and is going to be the reason I win this week. I'll pick myself in the under because I think I need Berg to go under his absurd projection to win. Hey, Steve, over or under? Um, I will. I will double down on that logic. I got. I got Kevin the under. I don't think I can win if this game hits the over. Yeah, I think I'm. Oh, man. I disagree. I you had the highest point you scored. Mm, I guess yeah, that's true. But my you average 120. If you if you have you right right right, you averaged 125 points this week. If that I mean, were the case, yeah. and you covered, it would not go over. Right, that's you're going to be projected for 125 points. Right. I'm going right. you to cover, and the over. That's 18 points. 18 points is just a, it's too big of a number. And I've got guys that are projected also. I'm just hoping that Sunday night there's like a chance. Either way, there's a chance. That'll be exciting. I, I so here's a good question for you. How much do you need to be? I'll give you three parts. How much do you need to be up to feel really good that you're gonna win? How many points do you need to be ahead of me heading into Sunday night when I have Rogers, Devante, and you have Justin Jefferson? How many points do you need to be winning by? 30. Five? 30, 35. 35. Okay. How many points for you to feel not great? Also, I'm, I'm d- ooh, 20, less than 35. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I was going to put how many points where you like don't even watch? Uh, where, it's probably, where it's probably going off at halftime. If you're winning by 10. 10. 10. Yeah. yeah, it's probably the number. But I will say, I'll still be tracking at 10 to see like what Justin Jefferson is doing. I will say, just throw this out there, Berg, that the last time they played Minnesota, MVS went for seven touchdowns, 110 yards, and at least one touchdown. Seven touchdowns? Seven catches. (laughs) I think you might have COVID. I don't. 
Are you going to start MVS just to have two people playing in that game? I'm considering it just to be like, <laughs> if he doesn't throw a touchdown to – but if Alan Lazard wasn't playing kind of well, I would do it. But the fact that MVS had COVID last week, I probably won't. But I'm considering it. I just don't know who you would start over – like who who would who would he start over? Well, Pat, I could use Patterson as anything. So that's what makes it – like I could put Patterson – into my running back slot. He's androgynous. Correct. I just want to see you use that word. Shouldn't be illegal, it shouldn't be legal, but. What will he be next year? You think he'll be a running back next year? I think. Okay. Well, guys, that's a season. I think we did 16 episodes. Wow. Hey, you, get, you guys, as a – listener and a two-time participant just want to say you all crushed it and the fact that you do this every week is really impressive so i think everyone in the league really appreciates it it's great entertainment and it takes a lot of time so kudos to the three of you this was awesome go tears thanks kev go tears yeah guys uh great season we got to figure out a time to have the dinner I think COVID, this variant will be over at the end of February. I obviously have COVID. I'm protecting my players. I got COVID so they don't have to, except for DeAndre Swift or Rashad Penny. Feel free to get it at any time. But yeah, love everyone here. Love the league. And we'll see what happens this week. Good luck to all. And hopefully both Kevin and I outscore our point projections and we have uh, some fireworks on Sunday night. I want someone to go to sleep unhappy. Happy early birthday, Bird. I hope this is not your birthday gift. It's going to be on your birthday, isn't it? It's going to get decided on your birthday. Tell you what, I, I know that we're about to stop, but I'm a little, I'm kind of pissed that I got COVID. If I just got it like today, then I would have to isolate in a room by myself for the entire day and just watch football the entire day, which would have been fucking awesome on my birthday. But now I'm going to probably have to like do other shit like with the kids. So maybe I'll get a vasectomy tomorrow. Um, we'll see. All right. See you guys later. <laughs> bye bye. Oh man. What an episode. Until the winner, may there be victory!